Hi, welcome back to PH Expanded. This is Mike, and uh, yet another fantastic Arsenal win against Aston Villa away. I um, was so thrilled by that performance and that result. It seems like that is a sliding doors moment in of itself, really, that we really needed to get three points um, at a place that hasn't been easy for us over the years against a team that have had a little uh, rejuvenation themselves, uh, energy and some new players, um, young players, Coutinho added and doing well. And that really was from the very first minute. And, and so I just want to start by saying that I think that not only is that game, could that game be a sliding doors moment in our season where we've solidified uh, our application for fourth place this season and possibly third. But from the very first whistle, I think that that was the moment in the game. That was the sliding doors moment. When that game started, uh, if you've read the blog, I was particularly nervous. I predicted a draw when my son and I talked about what we thought might happen. I thought it would be 1-1 and part of me was somewhat satisfied with that thought because I just thought it would be tricky. Um, Anyhow, when that game started, we started with such authority, uh, such authority of possession. The fact that we are so bold now um, at home and away from home and I see it probably more than anything in the um the fact that we use the full width and length of the field to play away from home you know the textbook says uh for a coach away from home try and keep it compact try and keep possession in a more compact shape so that when you lose the ball you don't get the energy of the crowd behind them and have them counter on you uh, making it easier for them to try and keep it tight. And we didn't do that. We started as if we were the better team, which we are, and we're going to play our game. We're going to play with the full width with Tierney with his boots on chalk on one side, Saka on the other side, and stretching the full length, you know, utilising the centre-backs when needed, the goalkeeper when needed, And so Villa were chasing shadows for much of that first half, for long periods in the game. And so we sucked the energy out of their enthusiasm that the crowd had at the beginning. Because I said to Max after, I think it was about five to eight minutes, I said if Villa had any possession, they'd had the ball, they touched the ball... (laughs) But I don't think they'd had any possession. This is quite something, playing away against a team in in some kind of form there. I just, I was just so impressed with Arsenal's start and and just really how we played the entire game. Uh, Such professionalism and confidence in what we're doing now. There's been an elevation, hasn't there? There's been an elevation over the last 
few, maybe the last few weeks, months, not sure. But, you know, the fact that we are getting out of tight corners in the central areas, Thomas Party in particular, that we move the ball with one touch to the point where I'm almost squinting and thinking, oh, don't do that, we're not quite good enough to do that, we're moving it too quickly, but it's working. And, and I'm thinking, where, where, where did this come from? This has sort of arrived quite quickly. And the, the strength of the passing is now, you know, you know when a team is hyper-confident, when they start pinging the ball at each other at the speed Arsenal are now passing it, and there's no uh, lack in the first touch. There is the use of the one-touch going in north, south, east and west rather than just south, as it did in the past. And chance creation, therefore, is up. Because regardless of who you're playing, they can't catch a football. Moves too fast. So I'm just so elated at our progress, regardless of where we are in the league, which is... um, just a huge bonus for this season, isn't it? I don't think anybody expected us to be there. Thought maybe we had a chance. I think we had a chance for sure. But we look quite comfortable in fourth. Anyhow, um, the positive that I really wanted to bring out, as if that wasn't positive enough, was now taking a a long-distance look at our squad and what we have at the club. Um, We've gone and got ourselves... I wrote this, actually. I wrote a piece in the Guna. Uh, I think it was not this last month or month before, maybe in December, about how our players are soon going to be valued. Like, actual valuation of our players by other clubs. You know, 50 million for this guy, 80 million for this guy, 90 million for this guy that Arsenal now have in their squad, from a a squad that had very little value because the players were too old and they were out of form and had no consistency um, of reputation. So, And that's just changed so quickly. And then you look around our squad. I was listening to Arsenal Vision earlier and talking about uh, our players and uh, the value of our players and and where some of our players are, I'll get onto that later maybe. But you've got a goalkeeper that I don't think anybody would want to switch with any other goalkeeper in the league, even though you might prefer Edison or Allison, perhaps. I don't necessarily feel that way at all. But you've got you've got him. You've got two centre backs who you might be able to find a better centre back in the league, and maybe Van Dijk or Ruben Diaz are better centre backs, maybe, maybe. But they're not part of this partnership. And this partnership between White and Gabriel has been the cornerstone of our season with the triangle with him and those two in Ramsdale. You've got a a right back who has had an incredible first season, Tommy Yasu, and been a contender for man of the match in so many of the games that he's played. And would I want to swap him? I don't... I don't see any other right back in the league that I'd want to swap for him. Uh, Tierney um, is a solid 7 out of 10 player. We'll, mo- we'll move on to him maybe a little later. Uh, Thomas Partey, 
the, the way he's playing now. You've got a, a list of players at Arsenal, and I think this is the the crux of what I'm trying to get at. You've now got a list of players at Arsenal who are actually contenders for being the best player in the entire league in their position. You've got Ramsdale, who's getting close to that. You've got White and Gabriel. Um, you've got Tommy Asu, who I think could contend to be the best right back in the league. As astonishing as that statement sounds after just, you know, seven months of being at the club. Thomas Partey, who I'm struggling to find a better central midfielder right now in the, cl- in the Premier League. Um, and I think you could look in, in European football, looking at his performances and struggle to find anybody else that can play the single pivot role with uh, that kind of rounded game and that confidence that he is currently playing. Martin Odegaard, is there a better attacking midfielder in the league than him? With the eye that he's got, um, the combination play, I wouldn't want to swap him with anybody. I really wouldn't. Um, Bucky Osaka, is there a better right winger in the league? Well, there is, because Mohamed Salah is a better right winger, because you can't possibly deny his statistics of that many assists and goals. So he's better, but is there anybody else? And and Mohamed Salah might well be the best player in the world on form. So, you know, that's who Saka is in line with. But I wouldn't swap. One's 30, I believe, and the other one's still getting started. And, you know, you look at Martinelli and Smith-Rowe and the list of younger players that we have who've made not just a breakthrough, but you had Smith-Rowe who just kept Jaden Sancho and Jared Bowen, who's been on fire this season, out of the England squad, Marcus Rashford, all of them out, not in. He's in. And not only have we got players who I think could now be considered the best in the league in their position, you've got players with such... Um, high value, financial value, not that we want to sell them, don't want to get into that too deep because that's the last thing we want to do. But we have that in the back pocket. If ever we were to absolutely need to, to do that, we never had that before. Less than two years ago, maybe less than one year ago, we had almost nobody with resale value. Do you remember those times? I do. But I suppose my final positive on this same thought is you can have all these individual uh, talented, um, high-performing, consistent players but not have a great team. Sort of what people are pointing at Manchester United. A lot of very, very good individual players with high value but put together, they're a bit of a mess. Yet we're not... We've got individual players growing in stature, in value, um, in accolades. uh, And we also have clearly a very good football team with those guys as a group together. And great, great credit to the manager and the owners for supporting each other through this process that is now starting to bloom as spring is in the air. Well, um, the not to be, I don't, really don't want to be negative. Moving on to the next thought, 
Uh, I don't want to stock down, as Eliot would say. But I suppose it's somewhat of a a false positive um, in that I look at some players in the Arsenal squad now and watch them perform, and even when they're good, consistently good, I'd pick somebody like Cedric's been consistently good recently, Tierney's been consistently good, not great, good. Uh, I watched Leno today, and I remember when Leno played in goal for us, he was a little unfortunate to lose his place. There's a lot of teams in our league that would comfortably take him as first choice. In Europe, too. He was a good Arsenal goalkeeper. But what's interesting is that good is now not good enough. And I said I was going to go back to the Arsenal Vision podcast, which I listened to earlier, the instant reaction. They were talking about something that I've been thinking for a while too, which is Kieran Tierney and you starting to wonder if in the medium term Arsenal are going to look at him and if they do need to recoup some money in order to put into another area and still have a stronger unit, you wonder about him because he's good. There's no doubt about it. And when we get somebody who's an aerial threat in the box, he might go from being good to to great because he can cross a ball like very few in the league, but we don't have anybody to show off that talent for him because there's nobody on the end of it. But I watch him and thinking maybe a year ago that he was one of our better players, I don't think that anymore. And he hasn't really changed He's consistently played this way for Arsenal since he joined. He's almost, I said it last week, he's hes almost like a robot. He, he sort of <laughs> dishes out the same thing every week. It's somewhat predictable, which is a little bit of part of the problem going forward. But good, because it's you know what you're going to get from him. You really do. And if he wasn't there, you might wish he was. However... It's just interesting to think that maybe good won't be good enough and that Arsenal are now in a position where good might get you a place in the squad in the the future, but you have to be great to play on the team. You just can't be good. So Xhaka is another one that we look at and if you take his highlight reel, as you sometimes see on social media when they do the two-minute highlight reels of of each player, he's good. Positionally, he's outstanding. And I do think that when Arsenal change um, Granite Xhaka, they're going to go with somebody with equal defensive prowess in the air because I think that that's important for um, our set plays. He's as good almost as the centre-backs in the air and important at set plays. And you have to have that in your team. We've, we know what it's been like in previous years when we've had a smaller team and team with less power in the air. But again, I think the Arsenal fans all agree that they can do better than good. You know, Lacazette is good. And sometimes he's highly effective. I wouldn't say he's ever great, um, 
I can name forwards that I would call great, but I wouldn't call him great. I would say that he can be highly effective. And I still think there might be a place in the squad for him moving forward. But I just think, how cool is it that now good is not being seen as good enough? Well, um, that's the only uh, negative I really wanted to, to talk about. And it's not really one, it's probably more of a positive. But I wanted to finish up with uh, hope for the future. And if there was something to come out of the game, that wasn't so much frustrating, but just keeps getting illuminated the further the season goes along. It's the need for an aggressive central forward with hunger in the air. Um, I didn't feel nervous towards the end of the game like I think some did only because like I wrote in my blog I, I forced myself to trust but how much easier does it become when you're under the cosh as Arsenal have been many times this season in a lot of close games and even though we have more clean sheets I think than most anybody in the league and a far more defensively solid team, there are levels to this and the next level has to be that we have to make football a little easier. We have to be more ruthless, finish games off. This is where Manchester City and Liverpool are, of course. They don't often win 1-0, 2-1, squeaky bum. They don't do that so much. They win 2-0 at the minimum, 3-0, 4-0, 5-0. And... They put teams to bed and they have ways of controlling games. And the one player that Arsenal don't have in their squad uh, is um, a target man. They don't have that option on the bench, in the squad, in the academy, anywhere. So we have to watch sometimes the last 5, 10, 15 minutes of games and bring on Eddie is just really offering fresh legs and a somewhat of a goal threat. But often he's brought on in the same circumstance where he's asked to hold the ball up and he's not really capable of that. Uh, no better than Lacazette for sure, and definitely not as good as Lacazette in that area. Um, and he doesn't really offer the aerial threat either. And so I think that the club is certainly going to address that Uh as much as I have a strong suspicion that the rumour over João Felix is true, that they're going to go for him as their first choice centre-forward, I'd be amazed if they go for two of that type. I think that they're going to have somebody who is that uh, hold-up player, that target man, as an option. Certainly what I would do, because there's so many games where you need that player to get you out of trouble either by putting the ball in the back of the net, by being aggressive at a set play or on a cross and making the most of Cedric and Tierney and all the players that cross the ball, Saka, uh, Martinelli, making the most of their talents. Um, but getting out and watching Pepe and Nketi in particular um, be nervous themselves the last five or so minutes and just whacking the ball forward, knowing there's nobody there, uh, to stop it coming right back in your face. That is something that is a clear um, need of improvement in the future. But you know what? This is a beautiful day.
the day after a beautiful day and I am thrilled with where Arsenal are going and where they currently are. And I am going to leave this here and go stare at the Premier League table. Thanks for listening. Cheerio. Ooh.